Welcome to Back On Your Bullshit. I am your host, Kate Morris. I'm a qualified nutritionist and personal trainer who fell in love with helping women build strong, healthy, and confident bodies. This podcast talks all things health, fitness, mindset, and business, helping you get back on your bullshit, take control, and build your dream life. We are back, bitches, with another episode of the Back on Your Bullshit podcast. And today is going to be so good. It is a topic that I am super passionate about. We're going to be talking all things flexible dieting and diving a little bit into nutrition. This episode's not going to be too in-depth about nutrition, and I don't want it to be hard to understand. I want it to be something that you guys can learn from that's easily digestible, and it'll kind of open the pathway to more nutrition podcasts, which will definitely be coming in time. So quickly, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for joining me, whether you're at on a walk with your dog or you're on your commute to work, wherever you are in the world, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to me. I really, really hope that this episode finds you at a good place and also helps you a little bit, helps you through whatever journey that you are going on. Now, before we get into today's episode, I just want to quickly mention something and I don't know why I'm telling my podcast viewers about this, but Honestly, fuck it. I'm so excited. I am very close to hitting 10K friends on Instagram and holy shit, I'm so excited. It's might not sound like a lot to some of you and I know 10,000 probably isn't that lot, a lot, but to me, that's a lot of people. If 10,000 people were in one room, I would be very, very, very overwhelmed. So I am giving back to the people and I am doing a giveaway when I hit 10K friends. So if you wanted to get involved, follow me on Instagram, katemorris underscore PT. I have collaborated with a couple of small businesses here in Melbourne, which I am so happy and thankful to be able to do. I love supporting local small businesses, especially when we've been in lockdown for such a long period of time. I am also giving away an Apple Watch, a set of AirPods. So if it's something you're interested in, definitely join in. You've got to be in it to win it. Now, before we dive deep in today's to today's episode, I should say, just a little disclaimer and trigger warning. I'm going to put this here at the start of the episode. This episode is talking about food, nutrition, calorie counting, and if these things trigger you, please turn this episode off. I know that a lot of people can be very sensitive to these topics, and if that is you, please stop listening now because we are about to dive deep into the world of nutrition. So if you have not listened to my first podcast, I highly recommend that you do that, like my first episode of this podcast, sorry, because you wouldn't know who I am. You wouldn't know what I do. So just a very quick, brief rundown. I am a qualified nutritionist. I've worked in the nutrition space. I did my degree, my three-year degree in health science at Deakin in Melbourne, majoring in nutrition. And I worked in the nutrition field for two to three years before I started doing my online coaching and personal training business. 
I also am a nutrition lecturer slash seminar holder at the Women's Fitness Academy. I have worked with over 500 women in the space, whether it was just nutrition only coaching or online coaching, personal training. So I'm not saying I'm the most smartest person on these topics, but I definitely have been in the game long enough to understand what works and what doesn't. So I really don't want to get too scientific in this episode today. I preach and I really try very, very hard to make nutrition easy because it doesn't need to be complicated. And the reason that the fitness industry fucks us all up is because of all the misinformation underqualified flogs on social media. Sorry if you're an underqualified flog and you get offended by that, but underqualified flogs on social media, giving out ripoff meal plans, giving the same calories, the same macros to all the same people in challenges, in their online coaching experiences, whatever the fuck it is, there is a lot of dickheads on the internet. And with dickheads comes a lot of misinformation and with misinformation comes a lot of harmful behaviors that can start to happen, especially when it has to do with health and fitness. So this episode is going to be easily digestible, hopefully teach you something new and really break down nutrition into the most simplest terms and explain a little bit about what I've done with my own nutrition and the success that I've had in the goals that I want to achieve. So by the title of this podcast episode, you can tell that we are talking about flexible dieting. Flexible dieting, or if it fits your macros, is probably a term if you started your health and fitness journey or you are in the health and fitness space that you've probably heard before. And essentially, it means you can eat whatever you like as long as it fits into your calorie and macro target for the day. There is no good foods and there is no bad foods. And that is something that I preach. I personally use the flexible dieting method and I have for probably the last four years. I come from a background or I should say my genetics is that I am tall. I'm a baby giraffe. (laughs) If you know me in real life, you would know I'm like five, ten and a half, five, eleven. Like I'm tall, I'm long, I'm lanky. And I was always the super skinny kid. Like I remember going through high school and girls would literally just stare at my tiny ankles and call me like matchstick legs and all of this shit. So I decided probably five years ago now that I wanted maybe even six years ago now. I don't even know. Time flies when you're in lockdown. Um, I decided that I wanted to get stronger. I decided that I was sick of being the skinny kid. I was sick of being told to eat a cheeseburger or, oh my God, do you even eat anything? Or do you just eat air matchstick legs? Like I literally, I want to say like I was low key bullied, but like it never really affected me because thankfully enough, I grew up with really tough skin. I have an older brother. So Shout out to any girls that have old brothers. You just grow up being a bad bitch. So I decided that I wanted to get stronger and I had tried everything. I'm not going to say that I fell into the holes of fad diets, but I definitely in my younger years was easily influenced. Like I remember Miranda Kerr. I don't know if anyone remembers this. Used to drink like this berry juice that she swears made her stay lean. And I went and bought that juice so that I could be like her. So I definitely understand the influence that social media and influencers can have, especially on eating habits, especially when you were young and impressionable. So 
I got into training five years ago and I wasn't seeing any results. I was going to the gym. I didn't really know what I was doing and I definitely wasn't backing it up with good nutrition. I also not going to say that I was a big party girl, but I also threw out my like, you know, 18 to 21 party a hell of a lot. Like I would probably go clubbing Friday, Saturday and Sunday, which is like fucking crazy to me now because if I drink one night, I am literally hungover for three months. So I don't know how I used to back it up Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And I would drink quite a lot. I then had this realization that that part of my life was not aligning with my goals and where I wanted to be. I wanted to get stronger. I wanted to put on weight. I wanted to put on muscle mass. I wanted to be lifting heavier weights in the gym. But me going out every weekend, feeling like fucking shit for a whole week, and even if I physically didn't feel shit, I mentally felt shit, was not aligning with where I wanted to be. So firstly, I needed to make a change there in my life, which happened relatively quickly because As soon as I started to eat better and take control of my health and fitness, I started to love myself even more. I look at it this way. Your body is the vessel and the home that you spend your whole life in. So if you're happy waking up every day, every Sunday morning, hungover and feeling like shit, so be it. But if you're ready to take control of your health and fitness and you're ready to grow some muscle mass or shed a couple of layers of fat, whatever it may be, whatever your goal is, you need to take action. You can't expect to be partying four nights a week and realistically getting the goals that you want. That's just not how it works. So I'm a big believer that everybody in the general population will benefit from tracking calories, even if it's for a short period of time, at least once in their life. And the reason I say that is not to trigger any of you, not for it to become an obsessive behavior, but purely so you can learn. I'm a huge believer if you want to get good at something, you need to invest in it And also dive deep in and learn how things work. And this is purely why I do not give out meal plans. It's probably one of my most frequently asked questions is like, hey, can you write me a meal plan? Or hey, do you do meal plans? And my answer is strictly no. I have done them in the past. I have worked in a clinic where I gave out meal plans in the medical field and nine times out of 10, nobody followed them. The reason being is you don't know what you're doing. You may follow that meal plan, you know, 100% throughout the week. But what happens when you want to go out with your friends and it's not on your meal plan? What happens if you want to have a, a wine with your partner because you're celebrating something big that happened in your life, but it's not on your meal plan? What happens when your challenge or the meal plan stops? What do you do after that? How do you maintain your results? I preach that I am a coach That helps you maintain and sustain your results for the long term. I'm not here to give you some cookie cutter meal shit, meal plan shit. I'm not here to make you lose 10 kilos. And then as soon as we stop working together, you go back to putting on your 10 kilos. It needs to be sustainable change. And I really, really think that flexible dieting and if it it fits your macros, whatever you want to call it, is the best option because you're empowered with education. You understand how calorie dense the foods you're consuming are, and you can make more informed decisions on your health and your goals. 
Now, I am not saying that tracking is for everybody because it definitely is not. And I'm a firm believer in the only thing that's going to work for you is something that you can firmly stick to. So there's also another great option that I give my clients. It's called the hand plan by Precision Nutrition. You can Google it. I'm pretty sure you'll be able to find it on Google. But essentially, it's just following the hand plan method in terms of portion sizes, and also making sure that you get enough macronutrients, micronutrients, and vitamins into your daily nutrition habits and into your daily eating. So if you are a person that struggles with portion sizes, I definitely recommend checking them out. That could be a really great way to start or to even ease yourself into tracking if you're not ready to do it. Now, I'm also not going to lie to you guys, tracking is not an easy skill. And like I just said, it is a skill. It is something that requires a level of effort over a period of time to get better at. And it's hard. It's hard fucking work. But if you can stay consistent at it, the amount of knowledge that you will learn means that you will not need to track forever. Do I need to repeat that? You will not need to track forever. I spend about eight or nine months of the year not tracking, not weighing my food, not entering my food into my fitness pal, unless I have a specific goal. If I've decided I want to get a little bit leaner or I've decided that I want to put on some strength and build some muscle mass, I will start tracking to align with those goals. But it doesn't need to be a lifetime thing. So like I said previously, I do recommend that everyone should learn how to track at maintenance for a period of time to be able to gain the skills to make better informed decisions on their health and their nutrition habits. Another thing that I've noticed is how some people or coaches can use flexible dieting or if it fits your macros as a little way to take advantage and eat lots of shitty food. And I'm not promoting that and I'm not saying that's the case. The way that I tell my clients and the way that I adapt these methodologies into my life is by following the 80-20 rule. So 80% whole foods and 20% soul foods. Your whole foods are single ingredient things, things that aren't over-processed and things that don't come out of packages. And your soul foods are those fun foods like chocolate, ice cream, lollies, whatever it may be. And I think it's really important to be able to incorporate these into your diet. It allows you to stay compliant and adherent to whatever nutrition protocol you decide to choose. Before I wrap up this podcast, I just wanted to quickly share a couple of tips and tricks that I found that are helpful and that you guys will find helpful if you've decided that flexible dieting is something that you are willing to start trying. So the first things first is you will need to figure out what your maintenance calories are. And if you're anything like me, I also hate maths. So it can be quite overwhelming trying to do the maths yourself. The best way to go about it is One, if you can, I would definitely hire a coach. I know I am a coach and I sound biased, but it will help you so much. The one thing I wish when I started my health and fitness journey is I hired somebody who knew what the fuck they were talking about. It would have saved me so much time and I would have so, my gains would have been fucking unreal by now. I would have literally been the Incredible Hulk, but Anyway, so hire a coach. If you can't hire a coach, the best thing I would do is get on a TDEE calculator online that will figure out your maintenance calories for you. Now, these aren't 100% accurate, but it's a great place to start. I would then download my fitness pal and I would get playing around with your food. 
Start adding in things that you're eating. I would start weighing your stuff, scanning your barcodes and getting really familiar with the app. And like I said, it is an acquired skill. But if you start now and you be consistent with it, you will learn so much in such a short period of time that like I said in this podcast, you won't need to be tracking forever. Now that kind of wraps up the flexible dieting podcast. I don't want to go do too deep into, you know, busting some myths and talking about deficits and surplus and muscle building and all of that, because those will come in future episodes. But I just wanted to explain how I think flexible dieting is a really great approach if you are wanting to take control of your health and fitness or you have a specific goal. I really, really, really believe and preach until the cows come home that education is best. If you want to get good at something, you need to apply yourself and you need to learn. And flexible dieting allows you to become educated around food choices and how calorie dense and nutritionally dense foods are. So like always, if you enjoyed today's podcast episode, please share it on social media, tag my Instagram back on your bullshit or Kate Morris underscore PT. The love and support never goes unnoticed. Follow this podcast, like this episode, you know the drill. I really, really do appreciate it. And I love you all so much. And I will see you in my next episode. (laughs) 